0: Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my authenticity workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy, not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, And we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby. Both board-certified nurse coaches show
1: you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, nurse coaches, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and Laura here today, and we are excited to bring you this really fun question and answer type podcast episode we've done. I think one of these in the past where we like pop it up in the Facebook group, say, what are we missing? What do you want us to talk about? What do you want our two cents on? And so many of you chimed in and I really appreciate your feedback. Um, But we have, I mean, just essentially a laundry list that we're going to tackle from top to bottom today. And I'm sure that this episode is going to be a little long. I'm sure that this episode is going to have quite a few tangents. So if you're into that sort of thing, grab a snack, grab some water, (laughs) come, come, Come join us. Uh, I think that these are our our podcasts we know is on the more casual side to begin with, but this is like the pinnacle of casual for us to where it's kind of like if Laura and I were sitting in a living room together, just like shooting the bull. This is like actually what we would be talking about. So uh, welcome.
0: Um, Laura, how are you today? I'm awesome. And this is going to be fun because I feel like, I mean... All these things we're going to talk about, you're right. Like you and I, when we hang out, we just talk for a very long period of time with occasional snack and tea breaks. (laughs) But this is the stuff that you guys want to know. And these are all questions I definitely have had before. And it's interesting because mentors I have, like, I have these same questions. Like, I just hired a new coach and, like, how do you set up your business? Like, how do you set up your work week? Because <laughs> I just want to know like what he does. Like, it's more of just like a curiosity thing to, to give me some different ways of looking at how I can create. I think it's just a lot of these give people some context as they're trying to figure out how to be in their practice.
1: For sure, for sure. Yeah, so let's just jump into it. This there's okay. a There was a big time theme as we were collecting all the questions of like, business routines and balance and like kind of all these buzzwords, um, that you're trying to figure out just in the first few years of your practice. And, um, so we're going to start kind of from the beginning, Laura and I are going to rewind a little bit and talk about our individual business routines when we were first starting out, like what that looked like, how we created I would like some kind of predictability because it's just all so much new and you got to have some kind of routine to show up to every day or you're going to like never get anything done. Um, so also, if this is the first episode that you're listening to, I would go back a few a few dozen episodes and listen more in depth to to Laura and is like story of how we got here. But in the beginning, Laura and I both went all in on nurse coaching. So we were here full-time. Laura had two young kiddos and I was pregnant with my first. Like we were in a very specific stage of life. And um, I think that actually it worked in our favor, even though it was chaotic mm-hmm. and having little kids and husbands that were gone, you know, with Evan in the fire department and Robin the army, like we just had a lot on our plate. So like we had to have a routine or we were going to sink. Um, but for me at the beginning of my practice like I graduated cert I hired a coach and that automatically built some routine into my week like I knew that on I think our calls are on Wednesdays that on Wednesdays I was going to have to check in with somebody and have some kind of accountability to what I was going to be doing did that mean that I saved all of my goals and to-do lists until like Monday or Tuesday yes it did like I <laughs> I, I did not do much on Thursday or Friday um but that that created like a a grounding post in my week of something to show up to and be accountable for. Uh, But I remember, gosh, in the beginning, Laura, I'm sure you had some version of this. I wasted so much time scrolling on social media, like hours and hours telling myself that I was trying to find clients, but it was really, (laughs) I was just dicking around on the internet, which is uh, so that's, that's the way that I, that I burn time, but some things that really helped is like, I had an office set up. Like I had a whole room that I could show up for. So when I was in there, I was working or scrolling on social media. And then whenever I left, it just stayed there. Like I didn't, I didn't take it with me out into the living room or the kitchen or to the dinner table. And I'm really grateful for that practice now. Cause I think that would have been a tough habit for me to break.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. I remember I mean, I remember this. That's so crazy when you say that we both had husbands that were gone. I we had a two and three year old, I think. Yeah. Two and three year old. You're pregnant, newly married, just moved to like we just quit our jobs. We we're like, okay, all of my coaches now. I'm sure our <laughs> coaches were like,
1: yo, I hope this works for y'all. Like, I hope it works out. Cause this is a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I uh Oh gosh, I had my I got my office before I was out of certification, so I was convinced that I needed to have an office. And in retrospect, you know what? It was the best thing I could have done because with a two and three year old, I had a nanny that that we kept. So I was lucky. My husband worked overtime. The nanny used to to watch the kids when I would work at, at, as a nurse, and we kept the the nanny, so I had some nanny time. And I think I had like three, six hour shifts a week that I could work. So I had, I mean, those were three, six hour shifts, three days a week where I could have clients. And so I went and rented an office and created an office. And so when I went to work in my office, that's where I tried to put all my, my sessions, but I was like working after the kids went to bed. I was working before the kids got up in the morning not on important stuff, like weird stuff, like <laughs> scrolling or watching like Mind Valley videos or doing a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. But I would say that I was like almost manically hyper-focused. I, I don't think that people thought I, I was like living a super balanced life. Like I just want to normalize that, that that might be a stage you go through and like not to put too, too much judgment on it. I don't know that it's wrong to go through little manic (laughs) stages in your business when you're in, when you're starting something up. Um, When I hired my coach, it got a a lot less manic because I was a little more directed. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I think I probably worked like 20 or 30 hours a week on 80% of the wrong stuff, but (laughs) that was my, that was my schedule. Uh. Yeah, I think that that
1: might just be a rite of passage in the beginning to spend time working on the wrong stuff because then when you start working on the right stuff, like connecting and inviting, then it's really clear like what you need to be what you need to be doing. Yeah. So we burned a lot of time in the beginning, and this is basically telling you what not to do. We, we burned a lot of time in the beginning doing the wrong things and a little bit of time doing the right things. Um, and if I could give a piece of advice to myself five years ago, it would be like, just stop avoiding the thing that feels the scariest and talk Mm -hmm. to people and invite them and coach them. Like, don't, don't waste, don't waste your time scrolling on Facebook. Clients are not going to jump out at you (laughs) scrolling the internet, unfortunately. Um, and I'm trying to think of some other things that like actually worked well during that time. And I, I, I mean, we coach lots of nurse coaches now with really young kids. And that's basically what it is. Like you're getting up before the kiddos go to school. Like we're finding pockets of time until, until there can be like a more balanced transition. But um, sometimes it just, it just is, it is temporary. That is not long-term sustainable. Luckily for me, my child was still in the womb. So I I got to dictate my, my hours. Um, but Yeah. I think that like getting up, Oh, I remember something that really helped is, uh, this is a pretty common phrase, but to eat the frog in, Mm -hmm. in the morning. So my coach would give me tasks. Like you have to make 100 new friend requests on Facebook to expand your network. And you have to reach out to 15 people and invite them to coaching. And so I would get like a, sticky note each day. And I would draw, you know, nurses love to draw little boxes and to check things off. I would draw a box for every person that I had to friend request in a box for every invite I had to send. And I would just like identify who I wanted to, to send those things to and hold my breath and rapid fire them and check the boxes really quickly to give me a little dopamine hit, uh, because <laughs> in the beginning. And it's just the, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's, it's just the worst and then it gets easier and then you get better at it. And then you get like a, a positive experience of someone who says yes. And then you have a powerful coaching experience and they all build off of one another, but right at the beginning, it just is uncomfortable and it's yeah. just, just is team. It just yeah. is.
0: Yeah. I, I think the having at least three hour, I think three hour blocks minimum, I think two hour can be even too little for nurses that are still working to get their nervous systems regulated enough to even get into any kind of like creative flow or, or state. So I would say if you can, it would be better if you worked 10 hours a week on your business in three chunks Mm -hmm. instead of uh, two hours a day, five days a week. So I think longer chunks can tend to be better. Start with the scariest thing first um, and then create dopamine. Definitely create dopamine hits with a spreadsheet or some way of of uh showing that you are actually doing the thing of inviting and connecting with people, which we we talk about over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um but how's it shifted? How has your business routine shifted now? I mean, I think you and I it's I mean, I want to hear about yours. I actually don't know for sure <laughs> what yours is. I, I don't even know that you for sure know what mine is,
1: but. yeah, it's like the mystery of us not yeah. living in the same state <laughs> or city. Um, yeah, and I think that also one thing I want to mention that is still kind of pertinent to uh my practice now is finding ways to be inspired. So whether that is like I get really obsessive over like finding a new podcast or reading a new book or like something to like fill up the inspiration tank. And I, in the beginning, like if I went a day without borrowing somebody else's confidence that this could work, it was, I was sinking quick, like in my Mm -hmm. mental, mental headspace. So that's something that I still do now. Um, And luckily we're in a community that like everyone's super resourced with that. So if you ever need inspiration, just go into the Facebook group and ask and someone will have something that resonates for you. But I think that that's a really big piece too. Um, but yeah, now, oh, I feel like I've gone through like two pretty big transitions lately. Um, but when like, from like 2020 to 20, mid 2022, I was working, like I had like more structured business time. So even though like before I was in my office from this time to this time, and I left business in my office, now it's more of like okay like i have it feels like more of like a work day to where like i wake up i do my morning routine i eat breakfast um rob's been at home for the past few years so he like takes over dad duty and i usually sit in my office between like 8 and 9 and the first part of my day if there's anything that needs extra brain power if i have to do something creative write a post write an email um, follow up with someone that I had a call with the day before. If there's something that needs like my most fresh energy that mm-hmm. gets done first. And then um, I usually coach in the afternoon. My sweet spot is like between like 11 and one is my preferred time. Cause I can get stuff done before and I can get stuff done after, but I'm usually wrapping it up by three, three 30 most mm-hmm. days. And then we pick up Ada from school and uh, we have family time for the rest of the day. So that's like the general flow. There's like a few plug and play options. Um, And now that, you know, you and I have a much bigger business platform, backend tech stuff, like Wednesdays are usually like my longest day because we have team meetings and we meet with our lead coaches and we talk about all of our clients in a good way. Uh, But like we, there's um, just some extra bips and bobs that, that we do now. And then I like don't work on Fridays, don't work on the weekends, don't have notifications on my phone whatsoever. Like I'm pretty boundaried because it, it's easy for me to get sucked in 24-7 full time. And how awesome is it that I love my job so much that I would do that. But I also have other priorities in my life too that um are more important than than business yeah. too.
0: Yeah, I, I moving from Pacific Standard Time to Eastern has definitely shifted my schedule. <laughs> yeah, because uh-huh. um, I'm a my my son gets up at the butt crack of dawn. He has since he was born. It doesn't matter what time we put him down at. He is up at five, four fifty five, five a.m. every single day, three hundred sixty five days a year. We now have a rule that he has to play with Legos in his room till five thirty before he can come downstairs <laughs> on school days. Um, <laughs> But he has turned our family into the whole house shuts down at 7.30. Evan and I, kids are in bed at 7.30. Evan and I are in our bedroom at 7.30. We're usually asleep by 8.30 at the latest. And we, but we all get up really early. So I used to love, all my coaching calls started at 9 a.m. I used to love coaching in the earlier part of the day. But then I try to work out in the afternoon and I dreaded workouts every afternoon. So the blessing of Eastern is that I get up really, really early. I usually do my personal posts in the morning, read in the morning, work out in the morning, take my kids to school, do some laundry, get into my office. um, And all my calls are later now. And so most of my days in my office are from 10 or 11 until five or six. So depending Mm -hmm. on the day, Um, I think the only time it's till six is on Wednesdays, but, but like 10 to 10 to five is usually and I'm off every Friday Ah, sometimes we do stuff on Friday sometimes I just feel like working on Fridays but Evan and I've been trying to have Friday date days when the kids are at school because we don't like date nights because we go to bed too early so it's like <laughs> not fun Like we try to have date nights and then we're just like yo like we just went to dinner at five thirty. Uh, it's too late to go to a movie so we just start having date days
1: yeah that's <laughs> uh that's smart way to hack way to hack it for you guys um yeah and I think something where we overlap quite a bit is um going to bed early like I we get off at three um or I get off at three and then that's usually like there's like an hour between like three and four before Ada gets home and that's like the self-care hour that's either when mm-hmm. I meet with my coach or I work out or I like you don't really I don't need too much time and I don't need too much time because I don't have a lot of extra time to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like the days are pretty, the days are pretty full. Um, But even, even now in this season of just giving birth, like a month ago, um, I like, I, for all of our, for all of our peeps that are out there, pregnant, wannabe mamas, all of those, those ladies, like it's still, it's still possible to have a practice and do all of this just takes a little bit more planning, but like my routine right now, it's totally non-existent. Like I, I wake up when the baby wakes up, which is at least every two hours, if not more. Um, I've like, Laura has been running the show wonderfully and beautifully for like essentially the past eight weeks. Um, and I've completely taken my foot off the gas and been coasting and like my business has been able to support me in the season of my life. So even whether you're just starting out or you're coaching eight hours a day, like there's ways to make it all work. Yeah. You just can't be responsible for doing it all. That's the key to that. Yeah. There is ways to make it all work. Um, Yeah
0: we have a couple, uh, nurse coaches going on a maternity leave, like Taylor McGuire is going to be going out and she has one of her other colleagues in in the group that's going to step in and do some of her coaching calls when she's on maternity leave. So, yeah. um, I think we have a t- pregnant team member and Shelby and I are going to step in and, and cover her calls. And so I think it's it with planning, you can have a maternity leave in the self-employed world. I we really want to Illustrate that. I mean, I think that Shelby and I plan for this so far ahead. We've kind of laid the foundation. We know how to support you guys in doing it now. We really, really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the goal is just to start planning it uh, ahead of time, so that when the time comes, that it's all, all handled and 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 nothing has to get to go through the cracks. And also, Shelby and I do not coach the last week of the month, either. Yeah. We didn't say that.
1: Yeah, that is true. We one of a um, a strategist that we hired last year planted the idea in our brains that like, you should take a day off every week, a week off every month and a month off every year. And my eyes just got so big. I was like, we can do that. That sounds amazing. And so mm-hmm. we haven't been able to pull the month, month. off the month off yet. So <laughs> this does take some time, but if you can have that in mind as you're building from scratch, then hell yeah, you can have that right out of the gate. You know, like yeah. we, we kind of have ourselves in a box that we get to restructure to make that happen but um yeah. really anything anything is possible and i think that even as you coach more and more and more your capacity for coaching is going to grow more and more and more like you're going to be able to hold the space and be efficient and be effective even if you're coach i wouldn't recommend coaching 8 hours a day every single day that's a lot but um you get to be really structured with your time to create freedom with the time mm-hmm. that you're not in your office and working
0: yeah yeah. And coaching takes different muscles than admin time and creative. Like you'll start to see, um, it's nice to have like, like Wednesdays or we don't coach on Wednesdays and I usually don't do enrollment calls on Wednesdays. So like one Fridays, there's no calls. Wednesdays, there's no calls. And you're just like, I show up a little bit differently on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Cause my main focus on those three days a week is to serve my clients not to build my practice or to work on my whatever, to go through my emails. So even like changing the roles so that you show up fully on coaching days, I think can be really helpful. And that kind of leads us to our next question, which is uh, we were asked is self-care through heavy coaching. Um, Like when you do have a really heavy coaching day and we used to have these Shelby, when we would do collective calls and we, I remember having um, two collective calls, which are two hours each with a group of 30. And then having uh, my own group coaching call, which is two and a half hours, and like having an enrollment call that's not getting one mm-hmm. day. And I I remember looking at my calendar going, oh, shit, like, how did that happen? So I was coaching from 9 a.m. This was in Pacific Standard. So, so from 9 to 11, 12 to 2.30, 4.30 to 6.30. Yeah. Uh, 12 to 2.30, I think 3 to 4.00. And then four thirty to six thirty, so it was like just shoveling food in between calls and being on Zoom all day. And uh, yeah, I don't recommend that. It, it's it, you can do it, you can do it, yeah, you can do it. Not great to do it all the time. So, so I think that self care through heavy coaching would look like not having and at the end of that day, there was nothing left for me. There was no, I wasn't going to be reading my kids any stories or like it was a bath and it was bed like there was no mm-hmm. more words or talking that i had i had left
1: yeah 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 you definitely need the support from your partner on those yeah. days of like you have and i think that a part a lot of that comes with like effective communication right of mm-hmm. like hey i'm going to be coaching for 8 hours today can you handle dinner or can you like so just again practicing what you preach on on the communication game and asking for what you need on those days yeah. is like kind of we're like in survival mode a little bit so like self-care isn't that luxurious i'm going to go get a massage and then get a pedicure and then i'm going to mm-hmm. meditate for 6 hours like that's that ain't it so it's it's like what what do you need to to get through the day and um kind of tackling that day as if it's a big mountain and then trying to not schedule days like that yeah <laughs> very frequently um but they do happen they do happen and I mean we're nurses of course you can of course you can do it and you can do it super well cuz you get kind of like in a coaching zone and it yeah it's like you you get this cool tunnel vision on those days um but it's exhausting like it it's mm-hmm. taxing it's taxing to do that um
0: and it's a yeah. muscle like to be that present for that many people for that long is kind of bananas cuz that's like 40 people that you are deeply listening to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in in one day so I I think that if that's if you guys are like listening to this point that's crazy that happened over years of of building that muscle but in the beginning dude three one-hour sessions in a day and I could barely talk yeah barely talk yeah yeah
1: If you can, I know that we've had a couple nurse coaches that have been given opportunities to coach a lot right out of the Mm -hmm. gate and it's, they get overwhelmed and I told them like, buckle up. Like you're just focused on honing your skill for the next 12 weeks. You're not going to have any bandwidth for business building or anything else because you're just going to be coaching six Mm -hmm. to eight people a day. Um, And that's, that's a whole skill in itself. But yeah, in the beginning, I remember I'd do like two sessions and be like, wow, I'm so tired. I can't, I can't, I can't do anything else. Like I can't, I'm just going to lay on the couch for four hours to recover from that. And it does get better. I also remember Mm -hmm. feeling the same way whenever I was in nursing school and having like where you would go to the hospital and shadow for like 10 or 12 hours and my legs would hurt so bad. I'd be like, I can't. Like, how do they do this? Like, what shoes is everybody wearing? How <laughs> How is that old nurse able to, like, stand on her feet for this long? And I'm, like, 20, and I can't do this. But over time, you just, you build capacity yeah. for it, right? Like, your body catches up. You get used to it. Your brain catches up. Um, I mean, truly, nurse coaches and nurses in general are pretty amazing. So, like, it, it will happen if you're in the pits yeah. of it right now. Um, yeah.
0: For, like, self-care for me, like, warm showers are the bomb. I usually take one or two a day. I mean, I like, that's – it's not even, like, I need to take a shower. It's just the warm water for me uh, energetically rinses off the day and grounds me and centers me or a bath or when we used to have a hot tub. So, for me, like, self-care is always warm water. Um, silence, like, not having my husband talk to me and not having my – like, like – when you work from home, it's gonna be a little bit more difficult, but I'll spend a little time in my office before I go out. So silence, like self-care for me is silence. Showers are great because no one's in there. Uh, That's how the best way I can recover. And even going through retreat, like the shower and going straight to bed is the best thing that I can do to to refuel myself when I'm in a marathon.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, showers, I think that, In like the shamanic world showers are like a, a a cleansing thing too, to where you like Mm -hmm. get all of everybody else's energy (laughs) off of you. And um, so it doesn't, you don't have to be that woo woo, but um, if it's, if it's not your jam, but something to, I think to like mark the end of your day, whether it's a deep breath or 30 seconds by yourself, um, before you go out and potentially are on in a different way with your family too yeah that kind of feeds into like the how do you do it all phase Mm -hmm. especially like nurse coaches a lot of us are women not all of us but a lot of us are women a lot of us have kids there's a good chunk of us that have young kids we're married like we got a lot going on and we're crunchy, so we like to homeschool our kids and make our own sourdough bread and do mm-hmm. and do all these other things too, right? That take time. And there was um one question on our on our post that had got a lot of response of there's a lot of people that wanted to know like how do you honor the season that you're in while still trying to honor this vision that you have? And I have a really like kind of like clear hot take on this of mm-hmm. if you are starting a business working in any capacity whether it's part-time full-time night shift day shift 2 hours a week 20 hours a week you have young kids that you're homeschooling and other the long list of family responsibilities if you're also cooking all the dinners if you're responsible for cleaning the house if you're doing all the laundry like the burden is on you you won't be able to do it all. Mm -mm. Like, it's just, it's impossible. And I know that people are looking for a hack or how to be more efficient or how to do things better or whatever. And the reality of it is, is like, you have 24 hours in a day, you have a career that requires you to be emotionally available to potentially a high number of strangers. So you have to be well-rested, well-fed, you have to be taken care of and this is why a lot of nurse coaches we start to outsource pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we outsource the housekeeper, we outsource someone cooking dinner, we like the the reinvesting into your business sometimes isn't what is the next coach I'm going to hire. It's what nanny can I find to fill this gap so that I don't have to do all the stuff that I hate, like mopping the floor and cleaning the bathrooms and taking my kid to school in the morning, or even having like a really intentional conversation with your partner of. These are all the things that I'm holding right now. I need to offload some of them so that I have bandwidth to show up to my business because almost I would say 99% of the nurse coaches listening to this are in the startup phase of a business and that requires energy and time and hustle in the beginning. Yeah. So you can't, you can't do it all. Well, I guess you could do it all. Can't do it all well. And, and we have real, and nurse coaches have high standards, right? We want to be good at what we do. Um, and if you have to do it all temporarily, absolutely. I've seen nurse coaches do that a hundred times and, but there's always a plan out. There's always, there's always a side door coming in three months. We're going to do this. Uh, we're going to sign five clients and then we're going to hire this person. Like there's always, there's always a plan to get the support
0: that they need. Yeah. Yeah, as I'm reading that question of how do you balance personal life, kids, husband, and other family responsibilities, how do you do it all? It reminds me of like uh, a waiter in a restaurant with like uh, holding one of those trays with like a bunch of dishes on it, like piled so high. And what they're asking is like, how do you run and not drop anything? And it's like, you can't, like, there's too much. You have to, now, can you walk slowly and make progress until you start getting people to take some of these plates off of off of it? Yes, you absolutely can. Can you rearrange things so that it it's not, doesn't topple over? Yes, you can. Um, but also, you know, you can build a $100,000 practice with dishes in the sink. So, like, I, I want to also share that there were many times in the, in the startup phase that I was not nailing it in my health. And my, it was, I was not nailing it at the gym. I wasn't nailing it with food. I wasn't nailing it with my house being clean and being the best mom in the world. Um, there were moments where I was completely out of balance where I could just barely get through a work week and, and then you correct. So I want to take the illusion of balance completely out of the equation because you're probably going to walk in balance the first year or two like every other successful entrepreneur can we do that without a lot of judgment can we do that with plans to rebalance can we do that with support can we learn along the way yes um but so much can be done with dishes in the sink so much can be done with snacks while you're making snacks and doing (laughs) posts while you're sitting on the toilet like i also want to it really is is doing what it takes for temporary periods of time and then planning ways out. And and we just had a I just had someone message me yesterday. I'm not going to say her name, but it was the coolest message. She's like, Laura, I today's my last shift. Like she quit her full-time job. And this was like her dream job. So on our application call, she had just gotten her dream job and but it was 40 hours a week and she has young kids. And I said, well, I mean I'll I'll accept you into the mentorship, but there's got to be an exit plan because if you're going to work full time this whole year, I'm not sure that this is the best way for you to spend your money. And she's like, well, I remember you said that most mentees will quit their jobs before the six month mark or before retreat, which mm-hmm. is like, and that's stuck in my brain over and over and over and it's inch closer. That's how I had those tough conversations with my husband. Yeah. So they made different arrangements in their living stuff like so many different arrangements to make that happen. So I, I want to also, like, give you guys a framework that you might not get out of debt your first two years in business. That might yeah. not be where you nail it and paying everything off. You might be hiring help while you're not making money yet to help you to create the time to make money. And in and, and every industry, there's these stories. So I want to also take the rose-colored glasses off and just... <laughs> let you know that it it will be worth it it may not be worth it may not feel balanced for two years awesome. yeah. yeah
1: easy easy yeah and and even hearing you talk about that client like it reminds me of of uh like when rob got out of the military we were supposed to be temporarily living with my parents for like 6 months and that 6 months turned into what two years, almost two years, mm-hmm. and so like the coaches that you see that have like traditional financial success really quickly, it often comes as a big lifestyle adjustment. Like, yeah, my we lived with my parents and I was thirty years old with <laughs> with our first baby. Like God bless them for opening their doors to us and not charging us rent. You know, um, but like it came, it came. Like, that's the way we were able to, for me to not feel the pressure to create Mm -hmm. a sustainable practice is that we didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have to worry about a roof being over our head or groceries being in the fridge. Um, Did we contribute to my parents' house and buy the groceries and do the cooking and do the cleaning? 100%. We totally did. Like, we were able to add value in different ways. But um, I'm thinking of all of our nurse coaches that have had... um, like unpredictable success in the first two years, the ones that really take us off guard in the best way. And it's because they sacrificed, they pulled money yeah. out of investments. They 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 yeah. took a pretty big risk to have that payoff. And that isn't the right move for everybody, right? Like that that was right for them. It doesn't have to be the right move for you. Uh, but I like what you said of like, let's just take balance out of the picture. Like stop chasing balance because it's a really easy way to beat yourself up. And just know that you're kind of like always on a pendulum swing of like, okay, this week I have, the kids are at summer camp. I have extra time to hit it from 8am to 5pm when they get off and you just go for it for a week. And that, that week of action might fuel your business for the next six to eight weeks. And then you just figure it out when the momentum slows, right? Like there's a hundred ways to make this work. And I think that a lot of And I'm speaking because I'm speaking to previous me right now, but like we have this black and white thinking of it has to look this way or be this way or feel this way or I'm failing. And that isn't true. Like we are Mm -hmm. becoming experts at living in the gray and making it work. And um I mean, even now with a husband that's home full time and like there's still times where I feel out of balance, right? And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just like noticing of like, hmm, this doesn't feel right this week. And then like noticing what I can do to tweak it. And it's often really small. Like I remember before, before Rosie was born, I must've been like four or five months pregnant. I was like really craving spending more time with my first. I was like, I'm missing something here. Like it feels wrong. I don't know. And I noticed that I was like on my phone during dinner and I was distracted. Whenever we had family time, I was checked out. And so it was really just the simple act of like, I didn't need to cut down on business hours. I didn't need to cut clients. I didn't need to do any of that. Just need to put my fucking phone down during yeah. dinner and I felt better about it, you know? So um it can be small tweaks too. Yeah. And make it, and make it feel
0: more zip. We also get the I know like I'm gonna give you some like some case studies. This is not anybody specific. So anyone listening to this that feels called out, just know this is not specific. I'm gonna pull I'm gonna create this fictitious nurse coach from lots of application calls and lots of clients. So for the nurse coach who is let's take the single mom who has 3 kids who works full time who went through the collective who knows that they're meant to be a nurse coach who carries the insurance everything everything weighs on them everything they don't have mm-hmm. a partner they don't have family nearby like what do we tell them and and i i have my own spiel and i i have my own uh what I say, because I, what I know to be true, because we've actually seen these kind of people fucking nail it because they have to, <laughs>
1: they have to. Right. Yeah.
0: So I just want to give that, 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 that just because you might perceive yourself as the starting line being much further behind or the starting, starting race being much more uphill in some ways it is, but it's also uniquely prepared you for, for like doing the most important things and nothing else because you cannot do the fluff. We've mm-hmm. also seen nurse coaches with all the time in the world aren't working, have no kids, lots of space to think about posts and be creative, do nothing. So, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily the amount of time. It's not necessarily the feeling of balance. Sometimes it does. It just does boil down to will mm-hmm. um, for short periods of time, and then we work on balance. So, um, what would you say to like? the nurse coach listening going, Yeah, I I can't quit my I can't start out going full time. I have to XYZ.
1: Yeah. I think that there is a desire to solve the whole puzzle at once. Right. And and again, because we are nurses, we we think 10 to 15 steps down the line of like, well, it doesn't actually effing matter if I make five grand tomorrow. It doesn't solve all of this problem over here. And that's true. And so I, I hear, or I, yeah, I hear myself telling these, this brand of nurse coach of just like, can we take it one problem at a time? Can we, can we just start, like, can we chunk it down real tiny of like, what do we need to make it to the end of this month? What do we need to, to make it feel good? Like, or even the end of this week or the end of today, like just really make the goals super small and tiny and get a few wins under your belt so that. Because the person you are now with the resources that you are now does not have the answer to climb the whole mountain or to solve the whole puzzle or to do all the things. We have to like be persistent on the journey and opportunities and you will meet people and you have connections and you have the financial resources to then solve the problem six months from now. But nurse coach right now does not have what they need. And like, that's just the truth of it, right? We have to, you find out little nuggets along the way. Um, and I think what has the feedback that I've gotten, that's been most helpful for nurse coaches in this, this boat is just like the confidence that we have to tell them that you will figure it out. We don't know yet, yeah. but you will figure it out. It will be okay. You will figure it out. And that has never bitten me in the ass yet. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's always figured it out over time. Right. Yeah. So Um, you too, you too will figure it out and just notice if you're trying to eat the whole enchilada right now in an hour and chunk it, chunk it down to be super tiny. Like what's the, what's the next right move? That's all we got.
0: Yeah. That comes with creating financial resources. A lot of times it's like me asking them, like, do you have a family member that you can ask for help? And sometimes it's asking somebody you don't want to ask money or help and mm-hmm. I've seen things work out so well just by like hey let's tell me more about what resources we have available to you because this isn't the whole picture um and then yeah one decision one relationship one check that comes in that they weren't planning on getting and like mm-hmm. suddenly the 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 hole opens for the dream to start like the steps begin to appear and so I think that I don't know how we got here on the balance question but like <laughs> I think we should just throw balance out the window like let's just not make that the thing that we're striving towards um let's make it like how can i how can i correct faster when i'm really off balance how can i uh, work on the mindset to realize that this is kind of a rite of passage shelby amora said that this is normal nothing has gone wrong and i'm doing this to create a life with more balance in the future that i can't have right now working as a nurse in the hospital
1: yeah like that's your goal
0: right? If that's yeah. your goal to quit. Because a lot of times you guys come to us because you can't find balance with the current circumstances that you have in your life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I heard an um, analogy once. Ooh, I can't remember who this was from. It, uh, I'm sure it was someone really popular on Instagram that, <laughs> that bequeathed <laughs> me this, this analogy, mm-hmm. but uh, they were talking about how life you are juggling. Uh, like an array of balls. Right. And some of them are plastic and some of them are glass and some of them you mm-hmm. can't drop. Right. They're, they're really important. The relationship you have with your partner, the relationship you have with your kids, like those are like the most precious, they're made of crystal. They're beautiful. You can't drop those. Right. And some of them are made of plastic and they can hit the floor and it's okay. So like your business is one that is made of plastic and hit, it can hit the floor. Right. If you mm-hmm. need to, if you need to press pause for 24 hours or 24 days, you can do that and come back and it will be all right. It will be okay. But like, there are, there are just things that are like more important, right? Like there's, and I'll give a personal example of when Laura and I were planning for my maternity leave, Laura was the first phone call I made when I (laughs) found Mm -hmm. out that I was pregnant. And um, like I have just said over and over and over of like, I don't want to sacrifice my time with my babies when they're small. Like the fourth trimester is so precious and I'm in it right now. It's also effing hard, but (laughs) but it's so precious, right? It's so, it's so quick. It's so fast. It's so precious. And that's like a really big part of why I started my business to begin with was so that I could have whatever maternity leave I wanted. And bless our team and bless Laura for like allowing me the space to actually pull that off with no strings attached. Um, but like me choosing fourth trimester came at a cost to our business, right? Like I'm not taking new groups of mentees right now. Yeah, It it came at a financial and a big financial cost, right? Like we charge 16 K a pop for the mentorship. You guys do the math. I'm sitting out at least two rounds. Like it adds up pretty quick. Um, and so like these if you have the crystal balls the ones that are so precious to you like it it makes it easy to choose them at at like pivot points right, right? um cuz it would have it would have been easy to choose our business too yeah and i would have regretted it 100% i would have regretted it so yeah um yeah we're in it with with all of you right now and um i know for a fact because because i have strategically things have worked out for me to be able to do it this way, but I know business will be there later this year when I'm ready to jump on the horse. Right. Like, yeah, it hasn't gone anywhere. I have full trust and, um, things have been intentionally built so that that is possible.
0: Yep. And this can happen in solo practice too. Um, probably at the three, the three-year mark, it's going to be easier uh, then it would be at the one or two year mark. But we have people doing it at the one or two year mark too. So yeah. um, there is a way. I think that that's what I want. we want to leave you with is that there are no rules. The rules that, that you've been told about making money and having to work and work having to be hard and having to be 40 hours a week and blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit When <laughs> that only applies to when you're an employee. But when you create your own practice, this is where there are no rules. And that I truly mean that. Um, so balance while it's noble and we all want it and it feels good when we're in it, that can also be the why, um, but just Mm -hmm. trust that you might have to be in balance for a bit to create a life that allows you for regular balance, which I think that we see this in the coaching industry. So I I think in any industry really, um, that happens at the three to four year mark.
1: Um, yeah, I also had a baby in my first year of practice and it worked out and I've had Liter a major operation in my second year practice, third year practice. And it worked out like it's it's, when I didn't, when we didn't have the team, when we didn't have the backup, like it, I promise it works out. I've lived it. It works. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. That was a big one. Thanks for hanging in there with us on. We obviously have a lot of feelings about balance. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Super, super good. Um, Okay. So we have kind of like two, two little nuggets here to, to end. Um, I kind of want your hot take on this one, Laura, the, mm-hmm. the lack of belief that it is actually possible to replace income in private practice, Ooh. nurse coaching income.
0: Yeah. My hot take, cause I think we're, we're pretty far in time is that if you do not believe that you can replace your income in private practice as a nurse coach, you are right. If you believe that you can replace your income in private practice as a nurse coach, you are right. It's whatever you believe, mm-hmm. but we have the data and the statistics, and we can we can flash you that spreadsheet. People be doing it. We've yeah. got we've got at least twenty five or thirty that have completely replaced their income. Yeah. So it can and does happen all the time. So, um, but you have to believe that it's possible for it to even for that to even to start even talking about strategy the belief has to be there first
1: yeah 100 percent. and if that belief feels too big or too large to even attain um make it smaller believe that you can make 500 dollars a month as a nurse coach and hit that goal and then believe like if if the road to get there has to be mm-hmm. smaller and um i don't say this negatively but like more drawn out like that's okay too and build capacity yeah. for that belief but um the the belief has to swing in the positive or else you will always prove that it's not possible. Yep. Yep. All right. Hot take number 2. Um niche that like you need a niche to uh you have I don't want to say this full sentence here cuz it's going to give away the punchline uh for you
0: Yeah. But. Okay. So a lot of times we get questions in the big Facebook group about how do you coach I want to coach women who are in their 50s, who are dealing with uh, em- empty nest syndrome and haven't and have never prioritized themselves. Like, how do you coach them? Or it, if it's more clinical, how, I want to coach people. And I think this is the question, perimenopausal women in their sexual health. Uh, how do I coach them? If Shelby and I are not your business coach, if you want to run a clinical practice and tell people what to do um we are transformational coaches we went through a transformational certification so the way that we teach you to set up your practice is really in the transformation space i wouldn't say it's in the healthcare space now mm-hmm. can you transform your health in the transformation space yes but let me let me draw that out a little bit for you guys because when you realize how to be a transformational coach you're tran- you're helping people transform their thoughts emotions and experiences that secondarily have external circumstances that shift or goals that are attained so once you learn the transformational process you can coach on anything mm-hmm. anything so we don't tell you how to coach your niche specifically that's going to happen over time of the transformational process working with those kinds of people so if you really want to serve uh, women in menopause then i want you to to coach 50 of them and then you'll be an expert yeah like coach 50 coach them through their own transformation and if, and then. Their own transformation will give you all of the information, the data for your own intellectual property, for your own courses, for your own website, for your, all that stuff comes from the client. Um, So we do not teach you how to consult or tell people what to do. We teach you and empower you to, to hold space for people's transformation. Doesn't matter the niche. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I don't even have anything to add to that. That was very, (laughs) very succinct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah, I uh, yeah, I really don't have anything to add. Boom, mm. mic drop. We're done. Um, I think okay, last one. Yeah, you we get have, this last one. I'll I'll take this last one. So um we have this question floats around still in our in our community, and I know why people ask it. People want to know how to build a non-social media private practice, they don't want to use social media. They want to build it in person. They want to focus on their community, all these things. And I get it because the past three years, like our in-person spaces have been taken from us, right? And like people have a deep craving for that in-person, real-time, face-to-face connection. Um, But the reality of it is building an in-person practice doesn't save you from the part you're trying to skip out on, which is the connecting, telling people what you do and inviting them into a coaching conversation. And if you guys have listened to our episode with Barbie buckles, Barbie has built a completely in-person practice by literally calling people on the phone, people that she used to know, sharing her enthusiasm for nurse coaching and why she loves it so much and asking if she can help them period. And Barbie is very successful as a coach. Mm-hmm. It's not because Barbie has a superpower. It's not because Barbie is special and built the only in-person private practice nurse coach business ever. Like mm-hmm. it's not it. Laura built her, her first uh, year was in person. Yeah. Right. But it's because Laura was literally cornering people in a sauna being like, Hey, can I coach <sighs> you? Right. Like, <laughs> I think that people are trying to avoid being seen if they don't want to use social media in some way, shape or form, because you can still use social media to connect with your community. Right. Like how many of your neighborhoods have a Facebook group or your cities have a Facebook group or like there's just too many options. And social media is free. It is free to use for people to know who you are, what you do, and how you can help. That does not mean that you have to be a social media influencer. It does not mean that you have to have thousands of people following you on the internet. Like all of those things are irrelevant because you don't need a thousand people at, in your coaching business to be lucratively successful. You need 26 to have a six figure practice every single yeah. year. So, I think that, and we were kind of like ping-ponging about this because I think that there's like something that we haven't put our finger on, but it's a combination of not wanting to be seen for this new person that you're stepping into this, uh, in, in the personal development space and possibly you're feeling a little imposter syndrome. You don't feel ready to be seen as that person yet. And like, the sooner you can rip off that Band-Aid, the better. This is something that we walk people through all the time. We have something called the coming outpost in our course, which is literally just basically like, hey, it's me, Shelby. I'm doing this thing now. Here's what it's all about. Let me know if this resonates for you. Like, it's a really easy thing. And I have seen nurse coaches break out into full-blown sweats over making this post and like kick it down the road for three or four weeks before they yeah. finally pull the trigger. Yeah, or months. And um and I'm going to say this with so much love and I hope that you hear it with the positive intention that I'm meaning it, but you are not that special. People are not paying that much attention to you. You are not the center of anybody else's universe. You are the center of your own universe. And even if you made a coming out post and you didn't post for two more weeks, no one's going to know. No one's going to care. No one is keeping tabs on you. I promise that this is not about you, but we have to make it easy for people to find you. And social media is a way to do that. Mm -hmm. If you're going to dig your heels in the ground and say, that's cool. Shelby, I hear you, but I'm still not doing it. Okay, fine. Then you're going to have to like put feet to the pavement and go and connect and invite in person. Like the, the process doesn't really change. It's just the how shifts a little bit. Yeah. And uh, people don't,
0: I mean, people use social media instead of websites to check out people. So even if you were going and connecting belly to belly and say, like, I was in my community and I was like, hey, I'm Laura, I'm a a nurse coach. I'm just doing my business. I'd love to invite you in. They would go, oh, that girl, Laura, like, let me look her up on Facebook or Instagram to find out who she is. And if I'm not there... If I don't even have a profile, that's actually a negative because this is how people actually vet you to see who you are, what you do, to get a vibe check on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to do all of your connecting and inviting through social media. But when people say they don't want to have any social media presence, it's like, okay. And the, the analogy I make is, you can build a fire with two sticks, but you could also use a lighter. Like, tell me more about why you're continuing to wanting to do it with two sticks. And having done it in person. Um I still leverage local Facebook groups to to find in person people to con- to connect with. But um it's doable. I think that if you want to do that, you can you're probably gonna have to spend money on advertising, but you're gonna be shitty at advertising because you're not gonna have served enough clients to know how to talk about what you do and or talk about the problems that you solve. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think that we just chase our tails until we do the inner work and we just realize that we're not that important and, and having a few um, social media posts a week with two, with a profile is really in service to your business. Even if primarily you're going to be doing in-person connecting and inviting and serving locally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how we get around it.
1: I think that as you have a full clientele, cause I've experienced this to where I was maxed out. So it got to a point that whenever I showed up on social media, I had people reaching out for help and i like couldn't i didn't have the space Mm -hmm. or the capacity to help them so i think that there will come a time to where social media doesn't have to be it that your practice will be built on referrals but we kind of have to throw spaghetti on all the walls for at least 12 months to see what's gonna stick right like we gotta do all the things um or at least test them out like don't don't sink it before you've before you've even done it um
0: yeah, the other thing I'd say too, Shelby, is like I think at this point we could say this now. If you really know that you do not want to build anything on social media and you want a successful practice, try to find a coach that has mm-hmm. done that. And it's really fucking hard to find. So like right, like I don't know if you wanted to look for business coaches that help people build practices without social media, you're gonna have to look on social media to find those business. <laughs>
1: Like, okay. how do you even find
0: them? How do you even find them? Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: hard. It, it's hard. And so you like have to know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Right. Yeah. And also people who are not on social media come with a fat price tag too. Right. Yeah. Like they, they, they usually have been in the game for decades and decades and they're, they are like above 40 K for yeah. four or six months, you know? Um, And uh, yeah, I, I think this even ties into the balance piece a little bit of like, if you don't want to use social media and you also have two kids, two young kids and you're homeschooling I'm like, where are you going to find the time? Right? Like mm-hmm. social media is just so easy. You can sit on your couch and connect with your local community in a Facebook group from your phone. Like it's, it's too easy. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. why not? Even if it doesn't work, let's take the 10 minutes to like explore right. it and try. Yeah. Um, or or if it's not social media, like a lot of people have had a lot of success on like next door, on meetup, yeah. like there's other ways to be seen and to create community, but Facebook and Instagram already have the community piece built in for you.
0: Yeah, totally. And I, I have I've heard that Facebook's coming back for us oldie peeps who like I think <laughs> I've posted two reels and I was so proud of myself on Instagram. So I, I think that uh don't like, I would love to explore deeper why you don't want to use social media before we start to build the whole practice on social media. Cause maybe there's just a little bit of mindset work we can do. And then I can give you the lighter instead of having, yeah. instead of trying to, to do all the things we need to rub two sticks together to, to build the fire and to mm-hmm. build the heat yeah. um, too.
1: I know we get spicy on this, but this is, this is the, this is potentially resistance that yeah, like, oh, it grinds my gears, and there's probably a reason that it frustrates me so deeply, and I'll I'll own that for sure. <laughs> there's a reason that it, <laughs> it rubs me like sandpaper. Um, but yeah, team, we've had a we've just had a lot of success with social media in a lot of different ways, right? Like check mm-hmm. check in, see what you're making social media mean. Like like I said, you do not have to be an influencer. You do not have to like be on twenty four seven all the time, like. I don't even scroll Facebook, to be honest. Like I'm, I get on there to check notifications and I pop off. Like there's so many ways to leverage it for you and make it a tool for your business yeah. rather than it like controlling you. So totally. Um, yeah, uh, we could talk about that forever, but I promise we won't make you all sit through that.
0: <laughs> yep, I think we're probably at 45 minutes. So yeah, thinking. cool. Okay. That was jam
1: packed. Um, <laughs> all right, team. We, I really like doing these types of episodes. Like I said, it's like a, like we're all just. This is like what it's like to come to our retreats in the downtime, to be honest. Like this is, this is like the kind of conversations that do happen along with a lot of other fun, fun stuff that happens at those. But this is, these are, these are a fun way to change it up. So we'll be more intentional about asking and checking in because our group is growing all the time. So we have people that are all over the timeline at different points and places, and it can um, just be a cool way to
0: check in. Yeah. Totally. All right guys, well come and hang out with us in the Facebook group. We do really cool uh, workshops every month that are open to everybody, not just our clients. If you want to come just see what we're about, if you are a nurse coach wanting to launch a private practice, we are pretty good at it now. I can honestly <laughs> say that. We have data to prove it and we love doing it and our team is extraordinary. Um I can't even I'm so excited about what we're going to do this year. Like this year is going to blow both of our minds, Shelby, I think like not us, us like how much we're going to make or like how great we're doing, but like, I think it's going to blow our minds. Like what happens with our clients just based on January mentorship. Cause they're like crushing it. Like people yeah. are crushing it.
1: Yeah. It's really, even just like being two steps back and a little removed from from everyone right now, like I still creep on the monthly goal forms that we send out. And like, I'm like, yeah, damn, like who are these people? And so (laughs) if you are a previous client of ours, I just also want to give you a shout out kind of randomly right now of like, thank you for helping pave the way for all of these new nurse coaches to come and already have the belief that it's possible because you did it first. And totally. um, It's shocking to me how big that is like that they're like oh people just have private practices and they do the thing and like once it's like unlocked in your brain man we bypass so much bs to what you can create so go us go community go everybody (laughs) you're all crushing it right now
0: (laughs) awesome all right guys well we'll see you next monday thanks for hanging out with us and pop into our facebook group say hi
1: bye everybody